You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Kyle McGregor! You gotta come back and fight somebody! I'll see you at the top! Surprise, surprise, motherfucker! The king is back! Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode five of Tough Hang. You just finished watching episode five of The Ultimate Fighter 31. And Team Chandler, yes, is five and oh in the competition. Technically, it's over. I mean, if you're just going by who 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 wins the more fights, it's five and oh now. There's only three fights remaining. Mathematically, Team Conor McGregor cannot catch up. Uh, but hopefully they can avoid a sweep, and uh, we might get a glimpse of that next week. We'll see. But uh, talking about this week's episode, Brad Katona defeating Carlos Vera via unanimous decision. Uh, joining me is my esteemed co-host, wide-eyed and huge tough fan now, Connor Burks. Yes, die-hard tough fan. Uh, still tough. You know, got to say, tough. Got to hang in there, Gregor. 0-5. 0 But yes. next week, the savior, the savior of the team, Lee Hammond, is up. I can't wait for next week. We will see, GC. We will see. And uh, also joining us, as always, producer extraordinaire, E. Casey Layton. So the season's over. We're we're done, right? I mean, technically, there's no reason to watch anymore. We know who won the season. Let me roll the outro music and we're good. Yeah. That was was fun, guys. That was a good time. We know uh, Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler are definitely going to fight, so we're just waiting on that that announcement. Yeah, so that's great. But uh, yes, guys, let's start off talking about this week's fight. It kind of went as we expected. I think we saw it on paper and we're like, wow, like this is interesting. We won't harp on the prospect versus uh, veteran <laughs> thing again. Brad Catona, 31 years old. Carlos Vera, 35 years old. Almost the same. Like I think they both started to turn pro in 2014. They have almost the same amount of fights. Um, Katona, like definitely a legitimate veteran though. I mean, won the Ultimate Fighter, 27. Now he's one step closer uh, advancing past the quarterfinals to becoming maybe the first two-time ultimate fighter winner what a what a uh what a feather in his cap that would be we've had two-time finalists he will be he could become the first time winner but we will see uh gc your thoughts on this week's fight okay so as we were approaching the fight during the build-up first of all we have to address it right off the top no Mm. dogs in the fighter backgrounds and i was really hoping uh when vera was showing his apartment kind of looked like he was living alone at the time and he was just like yeah we got an xyz uh i thought he was going to be like we, as in me and Daisy here, and it was going to show like a golden retriever, and we were going to be set from there. And then it set up perfectly for Katona to have a dog as well when they were walking out in the beautiful Ireland nature. I was just like, all right, where's the dog? I like, they got to be walking a dog here. No dog. So it was a fair fight from the go. I was just like, wow, this is going to be our most evenly matched fight. Then maybe I'm looking way, way, way too deep in this. And this is me just being a conspiracy theorist rather than just enjoying the show. They really highlighted Chandler was just like, we're going to win this, no doubt. I have zero doubt that Brad Catone is going to win. I mean, this is just a lock. There's no chance that he loses, and we're going to go for the sweep, and it's just that easy. And I was like, man, are they going to make him eat those words later with the loss? And then we get to fight day, and we still had about 20 minutes left on the episode. I was just like, are we finally going to get the coveted third round? Alas, we didn't. Good fight, one-sided decision. It was pretty clear. Katona won. I mean, he was he was getting the best of the grappling exchanges for for the majority of both rounds. Um, and yeah, Chandler, five and up. Yeah, GC, I thought you would have learned from last week when they had Dana White talking about uh, which one was one of the fighters. Oh, Timor. So he's like, oh, Timor's like wasting a lot of energy doing this thing. And we were like, oh, they're hinting. And yes. then no, no Timor just nah, won. Nah, nah, nah. 
I have to say, it was when Dana was breaking down. I, it might have been Carlos Vera. I mean, his like his eyes were like darting different ways. It felt like he like didn't even know who he was really talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and there's a very good chance that that's the case. Uh, you mentioned the dog. Tea. I thought that Carlos was going to show a dog when he was like. I want to not only represent my family, and there was like a pause, and I thought he was like, <laughs> but I got to do this for my best friend, my precious dog, me perro, yes. and then and then I'm like, oh, this is yeah. over, this is over. He's yeah. gonna choose the dog. <laughs> he was mixing in Spanish the whole episode. Yes. That's how we get it. He's That's just great. Like, yeah, surprise us. Uh, we did discuss at the end of last week's episode of Tough Hang. We did say you did a little digging back into his social media, and and he, he appears to like a year ago or a couple of years ago, uh, lost lost a dog. Uh, and it looks like he's lost a, a, a couple of dogs. So I think we'll, we won't factor that into this. I think ghost pets, uh, they weren't. If he had mentioned them on the show, obviously we would mention it. Uh, but no, it was not highlighted at all. So we can we can consider this inco- uh, inconclusive and not relevant to our uh, I don't fighters. Know if we, I don't though. know if we have the resources to do the research, but has Brad Katona <laughs> ever owned a dog? If Brad Katona has never owned a dog, then I think the dog curse still stands. You know, I've never I've uh, interviewed Brad once or twice, and uh, it, it never came up. So uh, I, I regret I regret not to, not touching upon that with him. If only I, if I had the foresight to know he would be on the Ultimate Fighter again, uh, and then it would be such a huge factor. Yeah. yeah, it was it was like an okay fight. Uh, pretty, I guess it went as you expected. Uh, Casey, what did what did you think? Were you impressed by by Katana's performance? Were you, were you impressed by Carlos Vera's performance? I, I actually thought he fought uh, he fought pretty well. I thought the most interesting part of the episode was. Um, actually the most boring part in a sense because Katona, the tough veteran, understands what the show is. Yes. He understands what the show yes. is. And he was all like, and even when the coaching, he was like, I'm not going to learn a new technique in a week that I can use. In a fight. This is stupid. Let's just work on what I know. Let's watch some tapes so I have some idea what to expect. And then I will implement a game plan that will keep me, that will get the W and will keep me healthy so I can move along in the freaking tournament because that is all that matters. No matter how you, – you can put a five-star match on. It can be the most exciting match ever. It doesn't matter as long as you get the W. This isn't PFL where they can just change <laughs> – they can just rip up the rules and just <laughs> – Too soon. Too soon, yeah. Dana's all like, you didn't put all your effort in there. You know, you're out of the tournament. <laughs> you know? I, and how stupid is that? Like, actually, this fake reality show actually has, has a better rule set – a, a more not real better rule, <laughs> the but, PFL um, as an organization. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, but Katona understood the rules, and he's like, I just have to win two rounds and take no damage and do no damage to myself, like break my hands or anything. Um, I learned actually, I think the first fighter to really kind of go be very public about this was Roy Nelson when Roy Nelson was in the he- uh, I think the obviously the heavyweight um, mm-hmm. season. Um, actually, his fights were all pretty boring up until the big finale because big finale he, he can he could throw bombs but he's like i'm just gonna grapple because i don't want to break my hands because you break your hands you're out of the show so yeah. uh that so that was my takeaway the most boring part was actually the most interesting part if that makes sense i i actually didn't think it was that boring i thought seeing no, like, it wasn't boring i mean like, not boring in the sense that well it wasn't, it wasn't a big knockout he, he was he fought yeah. smart and stuff but there's even dana said that was dana after when they you know he talked about the fight dana was all like well, it wasn't the most exciting fight, but, you know, he yeah, won. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so, he takes um, the dig like it's like a Dana White contender series. But I liked seeing the behind the scenes of, like, 
Chandler and his team like clearly knew that Brad was like a little bit uh, like I guess stubborn on how he wanted to approach the fight, and like they're talking about it behind the scenes, and then actually getting to see them sort of butt heads uh, like about watching tape and everything, and like Katona's like, well, I want to be there with you. Like, why would I just like listen to what you guys have to say? I want to watch it live in real time. Uh, that was cool interesting. to see that, them. Yeah, that was all cool, cool to see them yeah. butt heads. Uh, he's definitely salty. He didn't get. Drafted by Team McGregor, like when when the <laughs> SPG guys pulled up, he's just like, "What's up? How we doing?" Holding the bus up and everything. Uh, I feel like he definitely wanted to be on Team McGregor. Yeah, we we got ourselves a a relevant uh, episode title again. Again, this was teased last week, so we knew it'd be something like this. Co- episode five, conflict of interest. Great, there you great go. episode. Yeah, you guys can see it there. Uh, again, it didn't lead to. It was. Uh, you're right, guys. It, it was interesting. I don't want to. I don't want to poop on it too much because. Um, but it did. It was. I feel like it was diffused pretty quickly. Again, maybe there's more they didn't show. But I thought the more that I thought it was actually like the selective editing was like they showed us all they had. Like I wonder how much real drama there was. Like you know, the one time the guy's complaining on the bus. Was that a regular thing? Or was it just the one day? Were they joking around? You know, it was edited to make it look pretty like they were pretty aggravated. But I, I do wonder. I uh but Casey made wait, 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 was it real good? Mm-hmm. Wasn't so they set that up and Roosevelt Roberts is like, what the heck, man, let's go. And then yeah. they show Katona. I like, I wanted to see him get in the car and get in the van. And then they I'm telling you, nothing yes. happened. I get the things. Right, I right. I was, I was like, I wanted to get like, yeah. oh, where were you, Brad? And Brad's like, well, Roosevelt, I was talking to Connor. You know, it was yeah. like, well, it's a reality they probably show. Got in the van and they were just like, what's up, Brad? Hey, man. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's reality show. Work. I mean, we get the fight, but it's, we there's supposed to be drama, house drama, roommate drama. Yeah, oh. you know, it, I'm telling you, it, it, it I'm set telling it up you. again for nothing. Yeah. There, there was nothing to work with. I'm sorry. sorry. I just had to complain about that. <laughs> no, but you make a great point. No, and for sure, because I wrote down title was relevant, but also kind of wasn't. Like, because there was, it, I mean, yes, literally there was a conflict of interest, but it didn't, I felt like it didn't lead to any real genuine con- conflict other than the stuff you kind of touched upon. Um, the other so I did, <laughs> the notes I took for Brad, one of his quotes was, in all honesty, my allegiance lies with Brad Katona. And I wrote, part of my language, I wrote, fucking A, Brad. <laughs> yes that is how yeah this is listen this is what it should be uh the other things yes talking about the uh he doesn't want us to do like too much live sparring i wrote good uh he's fraternizing with team mcgregor good those are his actual coaches how can he just like how is he supposed to just chum up with this new team when he's been with the other coaches for the last six seven years i think he said it just doesn't make any sense and i don't see how fight, team and McGregor. he has to fight his own team in a couple of weeks yes it's not like, it's not like yeah. you know what i mean it's like they don't have a, they're not gonna have a long relationship, you know. It's just it's so very, silly. Another thing that he said that I love because he, he's he lives in Ireland and trains in Ireland with Connor and everything is that he was like, yeah, I'd say that Vera's uh, biggest strength is he knows himself, and like that's what the Irish guys are always saying. You know yourself. I, I got a I got a pretty <laughs> good kick out of that. Uh, Vera, listen, his story was, I didn't know that he had trained with Ryan Hall. I didn't know he was a coach. Uh, but they didn't show Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall so I don't care. No, they didn't. That was upsetting. <laughs> I don't care. I was so that excited. Was I was like, oh my God, they're Ryan Hall's gym. And nope, Ryan Hall's like, you pay me to be on camera. I ain't, I ain't showing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vera sounds uh, almost exactly like Benil Dariush, both in like his tone and his dialogue, his choice of words. He's very diplomatic. That reminded me of that. And my other note for Vera was, uh, the Capoeira. Um, Connor, a little too enthusiastic about it. I think he was like too dazzled. <laughs> That's like, song, oh, you're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I bring that. Oh, up. Yeah. I will have to ask you about that later. But he's like, oh, you're a brown belt in Capoeira. Like, use that. Use. I'm like, Connor, I don't know if that's like something he wants to just start breaking out in what is probably the most important fight of his career so far. Like, that's just, like, 
it did make me cool. Google capoeira and like learn a little bit more about it. I was, yeah. I was not incredibly familiar with it. So I thought that was okay. kind of cool, but I did. Yeah. I mean, it was funny the way McGregor was doing like, you gotta use the movements, gotta use the movements. The more and movements, like, the better. Was there I'm any like, capoeira in the fight? In no, pro- okay, and wisely not, not cuz he yeah. I don't think it would have helped him. Uh, I, don't yeah, fighter, I don't know. I don't know. Some fighters in the UFC have utilized it. Uh, uh Zuleski, whose nickname is Capoeira, Michelle Pereira of course, he does breakdancing, freaking breakdance fighting in there. So, um it was cool to feature on the show. I'm glad they did. But I I do think Vera, much like a lot of guys on Team McGregor, were kind of just giving McGregor the polite nod like the uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, okay. the, they don't seem the dazzled. Pain. Grab the pain and throw it out. <laughs> grab the pain. <laughs> they don't seem dazzled by his uh, coaching. I'll be honest. They don't seem st- – which is good. They've probably been with him like by the time this episode aired. They've probably been with him for at least a few weeks, uh, which does bring us – let's go to the what did McGregor do this week stuff. Uh, I So we know for a fact I think he's at least made multiple visits to the house. Like we've kind of questioned the filming schedule. Yeah. He does seem to be making – regular visits to the house so i don't know what you guys what do you guys like how you guys feeling about that right now okay, I mean, okay. pulled up to, the, to do a rowing machine and i i just have to say before you go casey yeah when they showed rico disquilio disculo i think it's disculo i think it's disculo disculo that was the first time i had ever seen that name on on the ultimate fighter it took five episodes uh, <laughs> and i was just like who is this who is this guy like i have not seen this guy one time and then he gets the the spotlight for the rowing machine Wait, who is that? He's the guy who exactly. won, I think. I think he exactly. won the rowing machine. No, no, no. Aaron McKenzie won. Oh, Aaron McKenzie. I didn't even know. He interviewed Rico for a split second. He's just like, yeah, we got to do the rowing machine with McGregor. And I was like, who was that? Who was that guy? <laughs> and I had to rewind it and rewatch it and be like, wow, five episodes in. First time I've seen that name. <laughs> the fighters are like Airbnb in a room, extra room, just a guy. <laughs> uh, Casey, what were you going to say about that segment? The absolutely pointless in the pointness of it, pointlessness of it. It was just mm-hmm. like the show opens hot, like boom. Connor walks in. It's like, oh, I thought he's gonna like, guys, we gotta get this win. He's like, he's like, no, guys, Connor fast. You gotta check it out. Have a little respect. Have a little McGregor respect. McGregor fast. Yeah. Oh, McGregor fast. <laughs> it was just freaking. It's like they opened up the show with a freaking commercial for his his workout program, and it was. And I don't even know what it was. They just rode. And then Connor mm-hmm. rode. Mm-hmm. And they, ra- they race on a 500 meter rowing. But like, we didn't, but like, I guess, we, did we see times? Did they just go, cool, you no. want? I, I, I don't even oh, know. Were you listening? 138 for Aaron McKenzie. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, McGregor threw out like a 140, I think. 140, uh, yeah. is, that, is that the time? or That's ti- reps, yeah. time? What is that? Time. Time. How, how long time. it takes you to do it. I got a rowing machine uh, available to me. I've, I've, I've done the old 500 meters before. I can get in that like up. 145 range. Yeah. Okay. Well, McGregor's nice faster. Circuits. Yeah. Listen, if you're out there, send please send GC a free. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my machine. notes and I just have an all caps rowing exciting. That's why. Yeah. It, <laughs> it really did guy. feel pointless. <laughs> it was so Listen, funny. we're a long way from uh, Tito Ortiz having to fight to get uh, team punishment on his jersey. He had to fight to get team punishment on his jersey many, 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 many moons ago. UFC would never allow this sort of advertising before. Now we've got McGregor. We've got Proper in the house. He's wearing the black uh, – lo- what's it, Black Forest in? What's his, black, what's his pub? Black Forge in? Black Forge, excuse me. Black Forge in on his hat. It's, He's, it's right above me. Oh, sorry. It's right there. <laughs> Authentic. Uh, and uh, and he's got McGregor fast talking about it. So 
it just shows you how much times have changed and also how, how big a star McGregor still is. So uh, the other McGregor action we got, we did, you know, we, we kind of every week we've been looking for a McGregor Chandler interaction. We kind of got it after this uh, fight. McGregor once again complaining, not understanding the concept of the show. Uh, why, why are fights two rounds? If the fight's in dispute, it should be three rounds again. I'm sure if it was the other way and his fighter had his hand raised, he wouldn't be saying anything. Um, but yes, and he gets into it with Michael Chandler and says, you know, Mike, Michael, have you ever fought a five-round fight before? Have you ever fought a five-round fight? <laughs> sure enough, Michael Chandler has gone the distance yeah. in a five-round fight four times. Conor got only done it once, then a Diaz rematch. Um, they both, and of course, they've both been scheduled for multiple five-rounders that didn't go five rounds. But uh, yeah, there we go, guys. Does that make you, uh, again, we've sort of, we know how much the fight is in limbo now. But uh, I mean, do you think they're doing a good job still of marketing this fight? Should it happen by some chance again, end of the year, early next year? What do you think of that segment? Oh, we're already going early next year now. We're, we've already given I up don't, on dude, I, I like, don't we're, already, we're already pushing it to 2024. Yep. The, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it needs any marketing. They just have to give us a fight date and everyone's going to tune in for it. Uh, I kind of like seeing McGregor that fired up about the three rounds. Like sometimes when a fight is like that, I wouldn't mind if they just won a third round. Like he, well, it, it isn't. Yeah. Connor was right. He's, he's, he's kind of correct. Yeah. I guess I was like, going to ask like, you both like this week and last week should have gone mm-hmm. three rounds, even though this week was a little more dominant in the two rounds, but mm-hmm. there's so much on the line. And we got time. Like, take out the rowing part. We got Dude, take, yes, take out the rowing part. And it's not like Katona was like inflicting a ton of damage. That's what I mean. Like, I, I, like he was yeah. just pretty much grappling him for the ten minutes. And here's the thing. So I was good. That's good. One of the questions I was going to ask you guys was: Does Conor does Conor McGregor have a point? Should they play with the format and make it? Yes. Now again, I I don't know if this is a commission thing too because these are exhibition bouts, and also they had to fight multiple times in so and so many weeks. Is it is that another reason they make them two rounds? Also, I think the watchability, as we then said, if it, was a, if it was a fifteen, if it was a fifteen-minute fight, it would take up eighty percent of the episode. episode. Yeah, but but I think if they again, this is pre-taped. If it's a fifteen-minute fight, just show highlights of the first two rounds or so. I don't know how people would feel about this, and then just show the third, the deciding round, like build yeah. up the drama that way. Because again, I'm not saying this is a boring fight. It certainly wasn't super exciting, it's but you could show you could show clips from the first ten minutes of this fight. And yes. get a pretty good idea of how the fight went. And they you, they had go ahead, Connor. I was just gonna say you could show like a 90 second highlight tape for those first two rounds and you yeah. would get an idea and be like, all right, they're going to a deciding third round. Yeah. And they had done this before with the uh not with the fights actually in the house, I don't think, but they used to do like you had to fight your way into the house. Went, yeah. And it was, they had a whole like two hour episode and they still didn't have enough time to show all the fights. So if a fight went to a decision, they would just show a, a sort of chopped up version of like, this is how this guy got into the house. He won a dominant decision. Da, da, da. So you could do a mixture of that. Like I said, just chop up the first two. Like again, especially this fight, this might be a perfect example. The first two rounds and then you just have this one dramatic five minute round knowing that it's it's winner go yeah, home. Both times yeah. So I, I get it. Other than or, you like, at least, or you at least know that Vera has to get a finish. He has to get the finish. Yeah. There you go. That's exciting. Yes. That's exciting. Like, yes. Because Katona's going to keep the same game plan. But now Vera's like, yeah, I got I to gotta use my Capoeira. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that would be amazing. I got to move more. I gotta, <laughs> Connor, Connor just starts singing. Connor's like, play this, like, play the music, get the boombox, get the boombox, yeah. play the music, play a song. And it's like, oh, the music has like possessed him. And then he like just takes out. Yo, speaking of that, speaking of the movement, speaking of the dancing of the yes. of the music and everything, what yes. was McGregor doing as they were making the walk to the octagon? Like he's like 
dancing and he's singing some sort of song and uh-huh. then they bust through. And then like, as the fight's about to start, he's like still singing, like as we're yes. into the first round, I'm like, what, what I, is he doing? I don't know what that song is, but when I've seen uh, people perform Capoeira, they always sing that song. It's just a song okay. they sing a lot. Yeah. Right. Like, That's I'm, I'm not sure cool what it is, but yeah. Yeah. They just sing. I don't know what the song title is or what it is. Um, but you, if you ever watch a group of Brazilians do Capoeira, you're most likely they're kind of singing that song the whole time. Oh, so that did sound That would have been a little yeah. bit cooler if they, uh, if they, but you know, but they, that's something I know. And I think you have to be really, really in the bubble to know that, that the yeah. fact that they just kind of put that out there for the, for the general audience is extremely confusing for sure. Uh, yeah. We'll have to ask our guy, uh, uh, Cruz, Key Cruz. Yeah. Guillerme, I'm sure, uh, might be familiar yeah, with it. Maybe he'll say the same oh. thing though. It's just sort of a Capoeira like hype up song. A, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure it's Capoeira. It might be just a Brazilian thing too that they just always do. I'm not uh, honest, but I've seen it. Be, I've seen it sung before. Yeah. On that, then I want to ask you guys. Uh, I'll go to GC first, Casey. Casey, you've been in a fight, so you've you've been undefeated, as we all know. Ten seven. GC, I'll ask you if you were a fighter, what would you want? And you had someone at the sidelines screaming a song loud enough for you to hear it. Uh, what song would you want being sung uh, during your during your fight? Uh, and it's just someone singing it. Uh, and there's, yeah, and, and like decently well, like decently well, like not like amazingly well, not like a professional performance, but like, but like good enough, melodically acceptable. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would want it to be like something epic then, like, instead of just like, oh, like this would be, this would be so much different than a walkout song, like a walkout yes. song. I want it to be like hard, yes. give me hyped up, like a, a, a violent song to fit with what's about to happen. Um, this, like, I don't know, Andrea Bocelli. I was gonna say, would you want something with a build up so that you, yeah. you build up as the song builds up, and then yeah, by the time me, Andrea feel like is a gladiator. It. Yeah, like make me oh. feel like a gladiator as I'm walking out there. <laughs> like make, make it feel cool. Like if I'm going to be going into a fight, and Casey can obviously speak to this better. Like I want to feel as like in the zone, as badass as possible. Like you really got to be a different type of dude uh, to be like a tai to Ivasa. And you're like walking out to like girls just want to have fun and like you're just mm. bouncing, high fiving, like yes, knowing yes. someone is about to get knocked out and you just don't care whether it's you or the other guy. Like obviously you want to win, but you've accepted your fate one way or the other. Like you are just wired different. I would definitely be the guy that's like trying to get as locked in as possible. So yeah, give me something epic. Give me like a yeah, gladiator, uh, Andre Bo- Andrea Bocelli, something. Oh, like that. not not something with a beat to it. Not something with a beat to it to get you moving. Like like What's Connor the beat? was. Gonna... What's the beat if they're just singing? I, like am I just I gonna have Connor McGregor beatboxing for me and uh, like dancing yeah, around? Like... I don't want that. I don't <laughs> want that. I would rather have an opera oh. singer in like a suit okay. preparing <laughs> you know me for my death. Let me go to Casey. I'll come back. Let's say it said it's playing from a boombox, so there's a beat to it. But let me go. So now I'll give you a second to think about that. So you, yeah, you can change your answer. Casey, I'll come to you and I'll go back to go back to GC. What what song? What song's playing or someone singing Ooh, or playing whatever? Uh, you're some that that song that they play when you play uh, Super Mario World. That when you get to Bowser's Castle, the oh uh, sinister. That's what you're going with. You know, yeah. That, I can't. I can't think of it, but right when you get the castle and the, the little flaming um, fireballs start spinning and everything, and the, this is so specific. The, that 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 very um, intense, you know, eight bit music. Yeah. But would you want? The, would you want the timer? Bit. Would you want it to be with done with? Yeah. Do you want it with the timer? Do you want the timer winding down so this music speeding up? Yeah. Like, yes. Da, yeah. Da, da, yeah, da, 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 yeah. Okay. When I went to. Uh, when remember when, um, this is pre Connor. Remember Metamorphs the uh, the. Uh, the jujitsu show competition, AK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I went there live, 
when like guys were getting like near submissions, they had dr- they had guys on not drummers, oh, but those big kind of drums. Whoa, Yeah, yeah, they'll pick up the intensity inside the venue. <laughs> oh my so god, it would be like something that. like that. I like that. Yeah, that's, it was fun. It was crazy. I, it, it, at first, I was like, this is kind of weird, but it was it was pretty cool. Remember when one they tried to do it by, by putting that stupid heartbeat, but like, uh, it, I didn't but, see that. Yeah, one. They, yeah, their last show in Denver. They that in, in the background there was like a heartbeat playing. Like, boom, boom, That's boom, what boom. that was, dude. I thought that was like the broadcast messing up. Like I was like, man, something's <laughs> going on with the broadcast. Production error. They like they like purposely added that heartbeat thing. Yeah, they, th- they thought it'd be uh, cool. No, yeah. No, then no, I was like, what good. is that? Then like yeah. people in the arena are like, yeah, there's a freaking heartbeat playing. It's super no, annoying. That, yeah, like, that could be like it was cool but like but it stays the same it's like if the, like, the drum is cooler like boom, if boom, someone is good. like getting like and they have like a rear naked choke locked up and they start yeah, like, like boom, really boom, beating boom, the drum yeah it was like it was fun that's cool yeah it was cool so that's what i want um but i would not want conor mcgregor singing me um cindy lopper songs from the sidelines this, this is the most this is the most important <laughs> moment of my life and like mcgregor's just like having yeah. a go at it like he's i would it, i would love it if that would be so was, annoying honestly like you're like you're really into fighting like you just like hey connor shut up <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, he's outside I, the cage yelling at you yeah. i don't think Singing. it was helping Singing. carlos vera Singing. again especially since he was like a key rack, he has minus so many other things uh i i again i i uh, i thought about this question for a while so i would go with uh, get busy by sean paul i think if you put that song on i <laughs> was this was this my this whole setup so you could say that it was yeah. well i'm gonna go back to <laughs> the, <laughs> i just want to say if that song is on and my athletic prowess increases by like a hundred times like i will dunk a basketball if that song comes on you keep that beat going i will happily i will fight anyone i will fight brock lesnar if that song was on uh it just gets it just gets me going walkout songs are different from actual songs that you are in your fight i would no my walkout song would be it's raining men by the weather girls and then i then they would start playing get busy you're like a tied to ivasa type like you're i'm a tied to ivasa i was i'm the original i'm like the hoodie up like tightened down like just like dead straight eyes like i'm working through the crowd like i'm i'm here for business if i have a boombox or a walkout song going back to you gc yes so like uh grew up you know, hip hop has always been rap has always been my favorite genre of music. Like I need like some some go to. But I also want the fans to know it, like the fans to recognize it. Personally, me, Get Rich or Die Trying, the 50 Cent album has like five different walkout songs that you could walk out to. The legendary, like the all time classic, and we're going to get to see it hopefully in a few weeks with Alejandro Pantoja is uh Many men. Many men. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just like one of the greatest walkout songs. Another one that I don't know if anyone has ever used it, but I would love to use it is Heat. That is also on Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, and then there's just like quite a few other ones that you could do. If you just go through that album, I think it's like 21 or 20 songs. There's there's many, many walkout songs that could be had on that. All in all, I'm going with Heat. I feel like that's kind of different. It's not just like copy and pasting on Many Men, but Heat is very... Uh, I mean, if you listen to this song, it's a it's a quite a violent song. Gets what if, song. what if there was okay? Let's take the boombox away again. It's just Connor doing bars from uh, from Heat. Absolutely not. No, I mean one of the biggest <laughs> no? parts of Heat is it's a, a gun cocking is used as he's doing beat. he he's doing it no, like Michael Winslow. He does it. He goes like. <laughs> Get McGregor he's, out of there, bring in Andrea Bocelli <laughs> and have him in some sort of ridiculous okay. suit where like there's no. there's flutters coming out no. the front. Uh, he has a microphone. And uh, yeah, like I feel like I'm I'm going into like the gladiator fight. Like it's like I'm either going to die here 
or I'm going to kill my opponent. Those are the only two outcomes. Uh, and then I look down and I'm wearing my tough jersey and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> you're not, uh, listen, you're not getting Andrea Bocelli. Now you're just being unreasonable. Now you're just being reasonable. I can get Conor McGregor, but I can't get Andrea Bocelli. That's cr- he's already there in his suit. All right. He's, he's, he's already right. at the. Let's use the boom box to play Andrea Bocelli then. Fine. Except which Andrea Bocelli song? Um, uh, uh, what's the OG. That? Oh, what's uh, it? Oh my gosh. It's like no time. I'm so mad right now. This is my favorite right song. Now. Please. I'm so angry. I can't get this out of my head. The version, the version with Sarah Brightman. I'm, time to say goodbye. Yes. Is, this the, one, is, goodbye. is this the one Akiyama, See, like, the one Akiyama the, walks out to? Correct. Uh, yes. Conte yes. Part Zero. Okay. Thank God. Conte Part Zero. The words are so fitting. Time to say goodbye to my family, my friends, and potentially <laughs> my life as I know it as I enter oh, the no. octagon. Imagine though you get a knockout right when he hits one of those high notes, you just crack the guy. What a moment that would be. Uh, uh one last question I'll ask, guys, before just a little bit. This is like a, almost like a yes or no. Uh, I like Brad Katona saying if he wins again, should he be the ultimate ultimate fighter or the ultimate fighter? Ultimate ultimate fighter. Oh, really? You, uh Casey? I'll go, I'll go ultimate ultimate. Ultimate sounds like he has what? a mullet. Like, I, f- yeah, I feel well, like that's just I feel like oh. you're winning it. I hear mullet. What, oh, why I are we putting the M on front? Why is it multi? Multi, like multi. Oh, time. okay, all right. Right? It changes nothing. Right? Ultimate, ultimate fighter. <laughs> ultimate. Oh, I was ultimate all ultimate in on ultimate. Cool. Uh, one thing I do have to say about Brad Katona is, is there yeah. anyone on this earth that looks, has more contrasting looks than Brad Katona in an interview where you're just seeing him from chest up and he's wearing his glasses and he's talking and like he has sort of like a... He, he has like, like this. I know. Yeah, mean. he has like a certain demeanor. Like he doesn't really mm-hmm. talk like a fighter. Like he talks like he's almost like a like an engineer or something. Like he's very <laughs> specific about his fighting ways. Him talking with the glasses on and everything versus him walking out jacked up like jacked to the gills <laughs> with no glasses on, like shirt off. Obviously, I was like, pack, wow. That, yeah, yeah. Like that is like those are two different people. Like him talking about like. Uh, the specifics of fighting and then like him actually going out and fighting like he just it's two different people yeah his his nickname is superman so he he owns the whole clark kent superman thing he knows he's very aware of how he comes yep. off in interviews outside and, the cage yeah. and that's what we missed out in this episode to me um because i i've seen interviews of him once he not in the show but after he won he was very kind of open about like his basically his nerdiest how he doesn't talk like a fighter at all and that's kind of the part to me that made him unique and different and i don't I don't know. I, I wish we got a little more of that in the show. Even the fighters going, go like, man, Brad's freaking awesome. But if you met him on the street, you would never know. Like, he's just like one of those type guys. I don't know. Like, just tell us something we already know, I guess, in the sense that we, we confirm confirm our suspicions. I guess. Yeah. And, and, no, and things that people who have not seen Brad Katona before. Like, yeah. a lot, theoretically, again, this is the most watched season. I mean, not by much. I've heard the ratings are declining every year, but uh, every episode. <laughs> but I think this is the most watched season in a while. So this is people, I, I imagine it's a lot of people who did not see Brad's first run uh, on the show, did not see his, really pay that much close attention to his first run in the UFC. So people are seeing, might be seeing him for the first time. You should highlight that stuff. I think that's yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah. Like I, I wasn't really like Brad Katona wasn't like a huge name fighter. And like when mm-hmm. I was much more of a casual fan, like I wasn't really completely aware. Honestly, I have to say, like I really have to admit it right now. The Superman nickname is perfect. Like it really yeah. is like the Clark Kent thing when he puts on the glasses. Uh, and it was cool to see like 
how serious he takes it, like how obsessed he is with uh, the nutrition, the way that he trains, the way that he gets ready for fights, and then that guys in the house appreciating that, being like, it seems like your preparation is so much more matured and like you've had so much more experience uh, despite him only having like 14 pro fights. And that exactly, and that, what you said right there, is the problem with the show. Because the show wants to sell drama and craziness and fighters are wild and they're roommates now. And that's what it was for the first few seasons. But now the fighters are like, no, it's like, okay, cool. I got a quiet place. My kids aren't here. I can actually sleep fine. It's like a lot of fighters are like, this is, yeah, well, I miss my family, but this is actually pretty chill. I just train yeah. and sleep. And I'm a, I'm, I, can be, I can literally be a full-time fighter when almost all these guys have day jobs at the same time. So this is actually pretty, in a weird way, uh, relaxing, you know, and just in terms of I can just concentrate on fighting. And for TV purposes, that is not, very, that is not good TV, you know. No, poison. Poison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one more thing about Katona. Dana says, uh, there's no doubt Katona deserves another chance. And I'm just like, you probably should just resign him. Well, I, you're, I agree. There's no doubt he deserves another chance. Why is oh, he having to go through this show? Point. Uh, I did not realize that Hunter Azer was the one that got him yes. from the promotion. And they why, didn't why show him this not? episode. Like, why was that not brought up? I'm like, Greg like, <laughs> is talking about how it's like the worst day of his life. He cried and he cried and he cried. And it's just like, oh, uh, actually, the guy. That guy, that guy right there. He, he ruined my dreams. Katona's like, I didn't agree with the decision. Like, I thought the decision was BS. Like, I, I don't think that should have got me cut and everything. It's just like, I have Hunter be like, yeah, I, I beat his ass. Like, yeah, and, I, I won that fight. And this is why, and this is why I wish they would talk about it. Because thank you for bringing that up, actually. Because I didn't, I, I, I recognize that I didn't kind of put it together. When he said, it's like, well, we're all going to fight each other. We're not, he didn't say that straight up, but like, they're not on a the teams. They're just on teams temporarily because right. like, oh, I'm on the same team with the guy right there that I don't think I lost to. And he kind of ruined my dreams and I'm supposed <laughs> to be teammates with him. Yeah, like he said, he said word for word. He was just like, my life got completely flipped upside down. Like I lost my identity by like, and there's the dude that caused it. And we just didn't even yeah. highlight that, have any sort of altercation. I I, I, I saw, but I, we saw them. We saw them. We saw rowing. We saw lots of rowing. I don't we think saw rowing. Or we saw Lee Hayman being like, "When did you start at SBG?" Yeah, it's just like, how did you guys not know that before? Yeah, aren't like, you friends? That was so. I it, it look, in fairness, I assume Lee is. I mean, I guess he's been with the team for a while, but he is relatively young. Maybe he's just Lee's the savior. Lee's the savior for, well, for listen, Team Blue. Let's talk about it next week. Next week could be a we big week. We get the shove, baby! I wrote the shove, all caps, and so many exclamation points. I don't even look, know. I mean, look around. at how – this is how excited I Please, am. Please, show I, me. It's just absolute <laughs> – <Okay. laughs> Next, next week. Shove next week. Holy, Holy fuck. fuck. Mm-hmm. I couldn't write it fast enough. I mean, it was the best part of the episode. But, I mean, next oh. week is everything for me. Next week is everything. Lee Hammond's going to get the dub. We're out of the basement. Team McGregor first win, and then we get the shove, and that's that's when everything just blows up. And then they're going to finish the episode. They're going to announce the date of the fight too. That's that's how I am. Wow. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. I you, you know what? This is good though. I like I, said, I want us to be more positive this week. I feel like episode four, we kind of got a little bit down on the show. We kind of got a little bit down on what we were seeing. But this week, I feel like we're back. I feel like we liked Brad Katona. Calls Bear fought okay. We know we're getting the shove next week. Lee Hammond, twenty-seven years old, five and zero, legitimate prospect against the oldest man in the house. Kurt Hollibaugh, nineteen and, and probably, seven. Uh, and of Hollibaugh. all the of all the vets, I would say the least uh, 
worthy of coming back straight up in the, to the UFC. Least expected. Least expected. Least expected. Yeah, least yeah. I mean, I mean, if he wins, he wins the show. Yeah, he gets it. But like, of all of them, I was like, oh yeah, Timor should be back in the UFC. Brad should be back uh, in the UFC. Carl, I was like, oh, how's he doing? Um, I like the way you guys are up. Yeah, this matchup. Wait, wait, real quick. Over under. How many times are they going to show the replay of the push? Oh, man. I, I hope they do a slow motion <laughs> breakdown. I hope they pull yeah. the telestrator out for Dana White and he gets to break it down as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, I need to I, some cam. I, need I think we're going to see at least 10 times. 10 times you're going to see some sort of variation of the push from every angle, slow-mo. Yeah, yeah 10 times. 100%. That's going to be do you huge. Mean just this episode or throughout the rest of the season? Just that episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, next, next week is, is absolutely monumental. Uh, to bring back down the vibes a touch, a little too much positivity uh-huh. there, I have to say – Yesterday was kind of a marathon day for the for the old MMA hour. Uh, got home, had a hard time, had a hard time watching old, uh, you know, pulling up the remote, getting getting it over to old uh, ESPN. This this was the hardest one. But next week, it all is forgiven. I'm going to be rushing to my TV to watch next week. Uh, and listen, this is like we said, big week. We got the shove. McGregor, I th- listen. I don't. There's really no such thing as a must win on the Ultimate Fighter for the coaches. Obviously, every win, this every is must win for the fighters. Because otherwise, it's Connor's number one ranked uh, lightweight, Jason Knight versus Landon Quinones, which a ridiculous gap in experience, 30 fights to eight. And then his number one bantamweight, Hunter Azure, faces, faces uh, Rico DeShulo, the second oldest fighter in the house behind Rico DeShulo. Rico DeShulo is going to get the snake draft of attention. He's about to become like the biggest <laughs> star after not hearing from him for five whole episodes. Last thing I have to say... Uh-huh. I also can't wait to see what the episode title is going to be. I mean, it's got to be something good. It's got to be something good. Last hope. Last. Yeah. <laughs> the last something, hope. Some, some sort of pun with like one last push, uh, something like that for, for Team McGregor. <laughs> if it's called Last Hope, that's pretty grim for the two remaining McGregor. Yeah, yeah, like he, he works at a he works at an animal shelter. So there's like 40 dogs on the screen. That oh, they- <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we're talking. I'm just saying, this is 27 pro fights versus five. And I get it. Age is a factor for sure. There's Lee Hammond. All I hear is good things. Blue Chipper is supposed to be the next guy to, at, at SBG. Lee Hammond's but got five fights big, total. He had five pro belts. I, sh- I should say he probably has amateur fights. Oh, yeah. So no, but uh, that's but that's what the show is supposed to be: a guy with thirty fights against a guy with like four or five fights. You know, yeah. no, but, it's supposed I'm, to be a guy, a guy with five fights versus another guy with like eight fights. That's just, just ridiculous. I'm no. going to call it now. We get a banger of a fight. It goes three rounds, and we get a finish in the third round. All right. I will say, by the way, uh, Lee Hammond, extensive amateur career, extensive. I, I apologize. I'm sure everyone Come watching on. real ones. The, the streets. Extensive. The streets will not forget Bellator 275 when he cashed as a minus 900 favorite. (laughs) That's right. You know what? Again, you've been with Lee Hammond before. Tough. Ride it all the way, GC. But uh, yes, highly anticipated. Listen, we're right. We're going to hit the halfway point of the season. Next season, 12 episodes total. This episode is going to rejuvenate us. Push yes. us over that hill, and we're just going to yes. roll all the way down to the finale. One of these coaches yeah. challenge happened. Uh, all I ever yeah. heard about it'll was be challenge. probably one of the later episodes, probably after the first round is finished, so like episode nine or ten. Uh, but yes, we're all looking forward to that. And thank you guys. Th- you know, listen, thank you everyone for tuning into Tough Hang every week. We got a lot more episodes to go, a lot more season to go. Thank you, GC. Thank you, EKC Leiden. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, uh, Alexander Kaylee, saying, uh, "Hang tough in there, guys," and we'll we'll see you again.
listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.